Like it or not, for most nonprofit EDs, managing their board takes at least 25% of their time. And in my experience, less than half of nonprofit leaders feel their board pulls their weight with respect to being effective agency ambassadors. So you have this group of well-intended volunteers who take a lot of an executive director's mental energy with little to show for it. I have sat in both chairs, as an agency leader with a board chair who was disengaged and as the chair of a board with a director who seemed unwilling to allow the board to contribute in a meaningful way. There are many levers to pull to get one's board engaged and active, and today I want to focus on the relationship between the board chair and the ED as one piece of the puzzle. If you can get fully aligned with your board chair and create a respectful, boundary-appropriate relationship, you are halfway there to changing the dynamic where the board shifts from a burden to an asset. This shift takes time and intentionality, and we'll explore how to get there. You're listening to Relish Your Role Podcast, a free resource for women nonprofit EDs created by me, Dr. Nancy Fournier. After many years of running a nonprofit and consulting, I realized effective leadership is directly tied to the health of the ED's various work relationships. And that's why this podcast will focus on how women nonprofit leaders can gain mastery to manage up, down, and across their agencies for maximum impact. It's time to find your authentic voice and lead with confidence. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. It may seem obvious, but the first step to creating an effective board is getting to know your board chair. They may have arrived at that role after years of gradually gaining an in-depth understanding of the work of the agency and the board due to a carefully created succession plan. Or they may have just been the one who volunteered for the role. Or they've served as a chair for years and years. Even if both of you have been in your respective positions for many years, how well do you know that person? Could you speak with confidence about the things which motivate them and why they've chosen to involve themselves with your agency? It's time to reset and invest in the time to understand their motivations and interests. While you may currently speak with your board chair prior to board meetings, take the initiative and deliberately set aside time to get to know them, as well as schedule routine check-ins with them. Create the space and the time to develop a fuller understanding of this person as a three-dimensional human being. As part of this process, you'll undoubtedly discover really useful information about them which will help you leverage the potential of your board. Invest in creating a relationship. If you're only reaching out to them when you need something from them, you're probably not getting the most of that relationship. Your chair is your ally, and for them to help you move your board, they have to be invested in both you and your agency. This can only occur if you deliberately invest in that relationship by sharing and eliciting information of what makes both of you tick. Establishing the time to talk about things broader than a board meeting agenda helps establish trust and understanding. As you get to know them, take the opportunity for them to learn more about you. Does your board chair know why you took the ED job and where you want to take your agency? Do they understand what your priorities are and why? Now, I'm not suggesting you become besties, and it's possible that your chair is not someone you'd be friendly with were it not for this professional relationship. And while getting to know your chair is nice, remember it's for the purpose of getting your board engaged and active. Your chair needs to fully understand the information you provide. 
You can save yourself time and frustration once you know how they best digest information. You know from experience if they need a few days to read and react to a document. Take note of their learning curve and adapt your style to meet their needs. Through your interactions, you should be discerning if they're visual, written, or auditory learners and begin to tailor the format and the pacing of the information you share with them in a way which best meets their learning style. Ask for their suggestions on the type and frequency of information you share with the board. And once you receive their opinion, make sure you listen to it. As a chair, I talked with the director about the type of information I thought the board needed to make informed decisions. And after they continually ignored my suggestions, my takeaway was they really didn't want us engaged. You do not want to be that person. Talk to your board about strategies to get other board members involved in following through on tasks. If you've developed a relationship with your chair, you can have candid and productive discussions about other board members and ways to effectively elicit their involvement. Understand your chair's leadership style and be a problem-solving partner with them to get the results you both want. If they're hesitating to assign tasks to others, have frank conversations on how best to approach other board members. If they hoard information, kindly share with them the impact of their actions. The point is to become their partner to get the jobs done. And establish some boundaries. When I was an ED, I had a chair who wanted to be involved in the minutia of the daily operations, but shied away from fundraising. Well, Board Basics should tell you this is the inverse of what a board should do. Assuming your chair knows the appropriate role of a board of directors, and if not, you must run, not walk, and get them and other members good board training. But assume they do know this. It's extremely helpful to talk about your mutual expectations. You should ask of your chair what they expect and need from you. And these conversations should spell out what types of issues they want to be informed of, how soon they want to know it, and what type of actions they plan to take and what they expect you to do and when. Walking through potential scenarios with respect to personnel issues, bad press, or an unhappy funder, it helps create role clarity before you need to act quickly and respond. If you're able to get clear of each other with your respective roles before there's an actual situation to respond to, chances are improved that your energy can be focused on effectively addressing the issue and not who's supposed to do what. And it's helpful to both the board and the staff when the chair and the ED have a mutual understanding of everyone's role. If expectations and boundaries are clear, time can be spent on problem solving rather than getting folks back in their appropriate lanes. Now, I know it may be daunting to think about the time it takes to develop this type of relationship with your board chair, but it's time well spent as it should yield a productive partnership and the beginning of a process of having your board be an asset and not a dream. You can do it and I am here to help. Thanks for listening today. I know the job you have is hard and appreciate the work you do every day. I help women nonprofit EDs manage their work relationships and lead with their authentic voice. Learn more about me and my services at relishyourrole.com. And if you're getting value from this podcast, please share it with other nonprofit leaders. The more support we receive, the greater our impact. Till next time.